Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Political Thumbs Up or Down for Sunday, April 22nd, the podcast where two friends discuss politics together in an attempt to stay sane in this incredibly, increasingly insane world. I am one of the co-hosts, Dennis. I am here, as always, with my good friend, Sergio. Sergio, how's it going? What's up, man? I'm ready here. I'm bright and early to run again. We've been on a hiatus for a while, so I'm ready. It's been it's been building up. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, we've been on we've been on a bit of a hiatus, and that's uh, partially my fault, which we're gonna get into in a second. But um, you know, it, a lot a lot has happened, so there's gonna be a lot to discuss, and we're gonna be today we're gonna be discussing. Paul Ryan not seeking re-election. We'll be talking about Comey's book and his book tour, what that all means. And then finally, we're going to end it with North Korea being back in the news. But before we uh, get into our topics, we both have quite exciting news to share. And um, I'm going to go first. I hope that's okay. Just because your exciting news is infinitely more exciting than mine. So I'm just going to get mine out of the way. But I am... Recording from a new place, so I just moved, and that's that's pretty exciting. I upgraded my life. Um, my cats love it, and and I love the new place. So I'm recording from from a new uh, from a new location, and I'm hoping that the recording will sound fine. I mean, I did I did a couple of recordings uh, a few days ago, and it all sounded okay. So I'm hoping that there's not an issue with the with the audio quality or anything like that. So that's my kind of that's my exciting news, and that's uh, something that's been consuming a lot of my time because it was a little bit of a, towards the end, it was a little bit of a rush to get a, get everything together, get all, you know, paperwork, get insurance, uh, insurance companies um, signed up and get utilities signed up and everything, and that's, um, I'm sure everybody out there has dealt with insurance companies and utility companies before, and it is mm-hmm. never smooth, yeah. so, so it's good to finally be settled. Um, Actually, not even fully settled. I'm not even fully moved in. I mean, it's, it's probably going to take a little bit of time to actually get fully moved in. But that is my exciting news. But Sergio, you got you got something something good that happened in the past past week or so. <laughs> yeah, I have become a U.S. citizen, so now I can Woo-hoo! vote Trump out of office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You registered as a Democrat. You yeah, registered to. Yeah. You register to vote right there on the same day, right? Like uh, yeah, the same. They have they have an office in the same building. Voter uh, registration is in the same building as the U.S. immigration. So great. You just get your your naturalization certificate, and then you go up and uh, get your voter. You get registered for voting. So it was that's exciting. A two for one, a two for one deal. Two Good for deal. one deal. Yeah, you <laughs> and your wife became U.S. citizens, yeah. isn't that right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Your wife's mm-hmm. going to vote for Trump, right? She's one of the women that mm-hmm. is just mesmerized by his beautiful <laughs> coiffed hair. That that you know, she's just like ah, oh. she you know, but he, sure. he's very good with the ladies, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, that yeah. that's all exciting. Did you see a lot of people registering to vote like after getting their citizenship? Did you see? Uh, yeah, there was there was a line. There was a line. So yeah, I, I you know. Good. That was my. That was my. Um, how do you say? Yeah, I was happy with seeing all the people going up and, and, and registering. So I guess Trump is uh, is good for something, right? Moving, <laughs> mobilizing people. <laughs> yeah, this is the fascinating office. thing about uh, about Donald Trump and his presidency that I've been seeing a lot of. It's and I think we we probably have talked about this a bunch on uh, on the podcast, but he he has this ability because everybody wants to push it back against him. That he has this mm. ability, he has this, uh, this, he's so, in my opinion, he, he's such a dividing character and he's so um, outspoken that people are empowered to go out and kind of push back against that. It's really waking people up to kind of, oh no, we need to register, we need to get this, get this person out. Um, mm-hmm. So you're seeing a, uh, an increasing amount of people going to register. I seem, it seems to be specifically against, to, to be against Trump now. People that registered to vote that just got their citizenship—I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're Trump fans. Maybe, maybe they'd vote for Trump. I think that either way, I think that every citizen um, should 
participate in, in, in voting because it's something that we have in this country. It's a freedom that we have, and it's a way for your voice to be heard, and it's important, and I think everybody should, um, regardless of uh, political affili affiliation. We should actually... Uh, It'd be interesting to do a, a podcast specifically just about voting because um, I have a lot of thoughts about that, especially when it comes to um, prisoners and felons not being allowed to vote. I think every citizen should be, should be allowed to vote um, regardless of, you know, regar regardless mm -hmm. of uh, their criminal status or anything like that, as long as they're, um, you know, 18 years or older. Um, that would actually be kind of an interesting topic, but that's not one of the topics for today. So may have to do like a mini-sode on that because... Um, yeah. I, don't know. I, have, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but let's uh, let's begin with the first topic. Well, congratulations, Sergio. That's that's fantastic. Uh, that that's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Um, that that you became a U.S. citizen. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. You became a U.S. citizen just in time to have the United States be destroyed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we're doing. We're doing fine. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. So <laughs> let's start with the first topic of Paul Ryan. So Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House. He was kind of reluctantly. He was re he reluctantly accepted the position of Speaker of the House. I mean, famously, he he almost felt like he was pushed into it. But um, he accepted the position. He sucked down his pride, and you know, oh man, all these. I mean, you just see Ted Cruz. He just wrote um something in uh, Times Magazine of like 100 most influential people, and of course Donald Trump is in it um because you know he's the president of the United States and he's such an outspoken person, but. Uh, Paul um, Ted Cruz had to write something like a you know praising Donald Trump and it's funny it was him Paul Ryan all these people are just sucking down their pride now and swallowing it all mm -hmm. both of them were like I will never support Donald Trump you know Ted Cruz mm -hmm. like vote your conscience blah 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 you know um, and and you know lo and behold they become these lapdogs for Donald Trump I mean it, it's 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 incredible to, to watch it, it shows I mean that they he, really in don't the, during the what? During the campaign, he refused to to campaign with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he didn't even go. Yeah, he didn't go to. He didn't campaign with him in Wisconsin, which is where no. Paul Ryan's from. Um, yeah, he he refused to go. He refused to have. Um, I think there was some. I can't remember now. It's some big rally that he had that Donald Trump was supposed to be there, yeah. but then he canceled Donald he Trump canceled. being there. Maybe, yeah. I, for, I forget what it was called, but. Um, yeah, he was actually booed for that. So, you know, it's not a Republican party. Like, Paul Ryan would be a perfect uh, Republican if this was 20, 30 years ago. He'd be perfect if it was, you know, an established, establishment party still. But now it's the party of Trump. It's, you know, it, it, you're worshiping a man, which is terrible. I mean, I don't have any problem with someone being a conservative or a Republican. I, I, I don't have any problem with that. If they're principled and they have certain ideolo ideology that, differ, that differs from me, I have no problem with someone having an issue and, and debating policies. I think there's a lot of merit to what they're saying. I can understand their viewpoints. But, but they've proven, proven themselves not to be principled, and I think a lot of Republicans have proven themselves not to be principled, especially evangelical conservatives have proven themselves mm -hmm. not to be principled when someone comes in. It's like, you should you should stand firm in your principles. Like we can disagree all day long about principles, but you know, just stand just stand firm in them. That that's all that I say. Uh, you know, obviously I'm certainly not a Republican. I don't agree with the ideology, but that's one thing. Anyway, Paul Ryan, he is yeah, retired. To me, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, to me it's a thumbs up that he's leaving. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, because he came in he came in as a he was a fiscal hawk. He, you know, he he went against Obama on everything. If if he was supposed to add anything to the to the budget, he you know he rallied against Obama. He um, he made it difficult, you know, for Obama to pass anything mm. when when he got when he got there to the Speaker of the House. And then uh, you know he's normalized this thought this thought about uh, privatizing uh, you know Social Security and Medicare and Medicare, which uh, you know, good readings to him. He's gonna enjoy a right a, a, a check from the government every every month. So maybe he's gonna give it back, so he can uh, close the uh, 1.5 trillion, you know, uh, 1.5 trillion dollars of, of of deficit he's leaving the government with 
passing mm. those ta- tax breaks. Mm. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I it's, it's just he's, you know good reasons to that guy. I, I hope you know just go enjoy your family, whatever you say you were gonna do. Because I don't <laughs> really want. Yeah, it, it, that's really what he's going to do. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah he um, well he says that he's going to going for his family, which you know what I think is definitely part of it. Uh, he lost his father when he was young, which then he benefited you know from his father's social security and all that. Um, and then, but you know he did lose his father when he was I believe sixteen, and one of his kids is sixteen, so he wants to be there mm-hmm. with his family, you know. I, I agree, and he—I mean—he passed what he wanted, the tax cuts. He gave, you know, he, he got yeah. in there through big donor, big donor dollars, cut yeah. their taxes, got five hundred thousand dollars, and is leaving. Um, mm-hmm. He was able to get rid of a lot of Obamacare, um, pretty much destroy. I mean, they destroyed Obamacare. They really did. Instead of yeah. building on it and seeing it as a future, which it is, we're going to have universal health care. I'm sorry, it's 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 an inevitable future of America. It makes so much sense and it's financially just so much wiser than, than to have the, 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 um, the, um, oh man, just, just like, to have, you know, the, the structure that we have in place right now. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it just makes so much more sense. But yeah, so he's leaving. I definitely give a thumbs up to him leaving. Um, I think that he's proven himself to be, to have no backbone whatsoever. Um, yeah. When it comes to standing, standing firm, um, he want. You're right. He wants to privatize everything. Um, it, it's like I don't have. I don't have respect for him because I don't think he yeah. has a backbone. And he and he and he caved to Donald Trump when he said he wouldn't. Yeah. And he didn't stand on principle. But I also think he's terrible because of his po- policies. I mean, he wants to cut yeah. Medicare and Medicaid that help the poor and everything. I'm sorry. We live in a society where this individualistic mindset, where you take care of your own, it's just, to me, doesn't make any sense. It's you benefited, and other people benefit from certain institutions in America, and you should feel, you should feel obligated to give back to the, to the country that you're benefiting from. That's why I think it's so important, and to help the people that built this country, like the older people and the poor people who, who don't have health insurance and... I mean, he just wants to strip that. I, 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 yeah, but the other thing is the, the way they talk about, you know, these entitlement programs, which, hmm. yes, I am entitled to Social Security. Yes, I am entitled to, to Medicare or Medicare because we pay for it. It's not that it's for free. I mean, you get a, you get a, you know, you get, the, you get taxed every paycheck, every week, every two weeks, or every month that you get a paycheck, there is, there a, a, you know, money taken off your check for Social Security, for Medicare, for Medicaid. Hmm. You know, yeah. It, yeah, I am, and then yes, of course, somebody. I am entitled to that money. Yes, I am because I am paying for it. It's not. It's not free. You know yeah. what I mean? And they made they they made that word entitlement as a as a dirty word. That, like, oh, these entitlements are the ones. Like, you know, we are paying for it. Mm. Now, what what is the government doing with the money? That uh, we don't know that, or you know, why are you spending so much money in? in and things that don't, you know don't make sense or whatever that's that's different that's their part but they cannot take you know the money that we are giving to the government and then not not giving it us back when we need it you know what I mean so and trying to privatize it which you know some CEO is gonna make millions of dollars uh, you know uh, a year uh, managing funds or whatever and, and then what if something happened to the you know to the funds and then uh, of course the, the CEO gets his money, but the, the people that are depending on it won't get it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you that you do pay into it. And, and see, the, the, the Republican mindset, or maybe um, Paul Ryan's mindset, or, or maybe the, uh, the, um, the Freedom Caucus's mindset, is that if a small percentage of people, like, kind of... Um, you know, abuse the system, which I, which I guess happens. Like, in any kind of system that you have, in any kind of institution, there's going to be a small percentage of the population that will abuse it. They'll try to exploit it, to, you know, which, which is usually the rich people. But, yeah, the poor people, maybe they'll be lazy. They'll just kind of rely on it or whatever. But it helps such a vast majority of people 
that that you can't you can't just throw it all out. It, it it doesn't make any sense to me. And by and you're right, we do pay into it. And by privatizing it, what's going to happen is that it's just going to get into the hands of very small small group of people who are just going to make a ton of money of it on it, and and then make decisions that destroy uh, millions of people's lives just for their specific economic gain. And it's it's terrible, and we we cannot privatize. We can't privatize everything. I think some things should be privatized for sure. I'm not a communist, but you know, I, I just I just think that. Um, I just I just feel as though, you know, having everything privatized is not a good thing. And maybe this is like you know mm-hmm. between Hobbes and Rousseau, you know, this kind of idea. If left alone, is man, you know, will man be evil or will he be good? And the truth is, is like I think at left at our own. Our, uh, given our own freedom to do whatever we want without any regulations or without you know any um, obligation to help other people, I think it's proven time and time again that you know there are just a small group of evil people. Probably a lot of people would try to play within the rules and, and do what's right to help everyone. But because of that small group of people, they will abuse millions and millions of people. So do we have a small group of people that abuses millions of people, or do we have a small group of people that maybe take advantage of, of these, you know, quote-unquote entitlement programs, but, but, but in turn it helps millions? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's this flip, and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe the right will say, well, we have the right, you know, that is their freedom. We want to maximize freedom, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that that's I think that that's wrong. I, 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 the, the data. I mean, I, I don't. I really have never have, have not seen data. Have not seen the data, but there is data about you know, is there social security fraud and how much money does the fraud cost to the social security, you know, office uh, administration? Uh, you know, like there is that yeah. kind of data. So it's, it will be easy to know, right? It will be easy, mm-hmm. there will be easy numbers to find because the government has all those numbers. Uh, if it's a privatized system, then it's not public. You know, it's not going to be a public. Uh, it's not going to be a public information anymore. So if there's fraud, if there's fraud now, do you, don't you think there's going to be fraud later when when it's privatized? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean the the, the housing the housing market is, is you know it's private market, and then look look what happened. <laughs> with everybody, we're giving loans to people that, that couldn't afford the loans and stuff like that. Hmm. Isn't that wrong? Isn't that like something that shouldn't be shouldn't have happened? How many people went to jail for for all the mess that they caused? Not nobody. How many CEOs got uh, got bonuses at the end of the year after the the financial crisis? A lot of a lot of uh, yeah. CEOs got their big bonuses. Oh um, yeah, yep. You know what I mean, like. It, it, People, it's just like they they put this fear on people about big government, but uh, I don't know. Like I I don't see government causing that much of a of a meltdowns, you know, of of, of the depressions and, and 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 economic, you know, economic meltdowns. So it's usually the private market that does that. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that everything should be public or like, but. You know, there should be regulation. There always should be regulations. There always should be a balance, right? Some institutions should be private. Some institutions should be public. So, mm. no, and like I, I said, there's always there's always data that can be you know gathered from the government, but private companies don't give that data out because it's not in the best interest and it's not uh, not required. Yeah, I I I agree with you. That's. That's that's very that's a, that's a really good point and very true. Um, do you, do you think that um, well, two questions for you, and then we'll close out mm-hmm. this topic. But do you think that Paul Ryan first question? Do you think that Paul Ryan left because he started seeing the writing on the wall of Donald Trump um, really starting to face some serious legal actions, uh, legal consequences, especially with you know. Michael Cohen's office, house, and apartment or hotel room being raided, and he's starting to see him becoming more and more unhinged. That could be pointing at the fact that he's guilty, and then Paul Ryan, as Speaker of the House, would kind of have to uh, be making certain decisions and didn't want to be put in that situation. Do you think that's a possibility? 
I really don't think so because you know if if Trump gets impeached and gets out of office, you know Pence will be the the next guy in, and uh, him and Pence are good buddies. So I mm-hmm. think it will be very easier for him after if, if Trump leaves office. Okay. Um, okay. You know what I mean? So I, it might be that it is true that he wants to enjoy his family. I don't know, but I, I just wish he doesn't come back. <laughs> that's all. Well, that's going to be my second question. Do you think he'll come back? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Maybe he actually. Maybe that, that's, that's the thing. Maybe he's waiting actually for Trump to leave. So, you know, or, or you know, for. Uh, Maybe the, maybe for impeachment, for, and maybe he's waiting for him to leave so he can come back, uh, or maybe he will run for president, uh, you know, against Trump. Maybe that's actually the the the, the game plan here. Mm. You know that he he doesn't he can just say, oh, you know, I passed this this tax break, but I don't I don't you know I left because I didn't I don't yell with him and I want now I'll run up for president and uh, he will be you know a young guy. Uh, that can run for president. That uh, maybe he can yeah, challenge him in the prim- in the primary election. Challenge Trump mm. in the primary election. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. That that would be a thing. I would think that that would be a game plan. Like try to run for president now. Yeah, I try to run again again for president. Yeah, and then I he guess, can point out. Yeah. yeah, I guess he can say like, well, I got the tax cut. Ta- uh, tax bill passed, although the tax bill um, isn't as popular as they were hoping <laughs> that it would be. To be honest, it's not. It's not, it's not necessarily a winner. But uh, let's let's close out that topic and talk about Comey. Mm-hmm. James Comey, the former FBI director who was um, fired by Donald Trump unexpectedly, uh, not mm-hmm. only to to the public but also to him. <laughs> he was at like I think he was at like some FBI com- like convention or something. He had a, yeah, he couldn't he yeah. couldn't get a ride back. Yeah, he couldn't get a ride back. He was like, <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness, I mean, how petty! I I, I can't even <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, I mean, could you imagine finding out that you're fired? I mean, that that's kind of how it happens. Didn't Rex Tillerson same thing like on Twitter or whatever? Like, they kind of find yeah. out about it yeah. um, through um, through CNN or or Twitter or something. But anyway, so he was fired. Um, he he wrote uh, a bunch of memos uh, detailing his uh, his um, interactions with Trump that he found concerning certain certain things that Trump said, um, asking him loyalty and uh, asking him to drop the investigation into Michael Flynn. So so James Comey wrote down all those notes and um, all those memos. He he redetailed everything, and then um, that was that was released. Uh, and under well, I mean, Donald Trump will say that it was illegal that that, that he released those memos and everything. But I mean, James Comey the, was the FBI director, and he also consulted someone who was a professor of uh, law, I think at Cornell University. Um, so I think that I think they knew what they were doing. I don't think they would have blatantly committed illegal acts, you know. Um, Donald Trump, however, is probably under the impression that everybody commits illegal acts, which he commits illegal acts, and yeah. probably one of the reasons why big businesses and Wall Street cheating the system to make millions doesn't bother his supporters because they praise Donald Trump for cheating the system. I mean, Donald mm-hmm. Trump says that he's very smart for what he did. Anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, James Comey, he was silent for a while, and then he just came out with his new book, A Higher Loyalty, where he talks about his rationale between uh, behind releasing. Um, uh, reopening up the investigation to Hillary Clinton's emails ten days after, uh, ten days before the presidential election, he kind of makes some justifications, and he also details more th- uh, more thoroughly his um, his uh, interactions with Donald Trump. So, um, what, what what do you think, Sergio? What, what do you think of James Comey? You love him. Uh, or you, you know, how, how do you feel about what? Not only, I guess, I guess, uh, not only what he's doing now, I guess what he's doing now, and also what he did back in November of 2016. Um, what, what's what's your opinion? Yeah. Well, I see. To me, I see a pattern. Like he's, uh, I don't know. I think he has a 
too big of an ego, and uh, he just thinks, I don't know, I guess he got too much power, I guess. Because the, the, what he did to, to, to Clinton, you know, going, going on, uh, you know, uh, having those, what, wasn't he, didn't he have some kind of press conference about, uh, you know, the Clinton investigation and also saying in Congress that he was, he did not recommend, um, you know, uh, her to be indicted or something like that. It's just, it's, it, that was not his job. His job was to say there, there are no, there's no evidence that there is, there is, that's what he was supposed to say, nothing else. Mm. He's an invest. It's an investigation viewer. They are not uh, the judge, the Justice Department. All the, all he had to say with the Clinton investigation is that there was no, there's no evidence of any uh, of any wrongdoing. Thank you very much and leave. Then with with Trump, he's Ellen, You know, he's doing the same to Trump. I guess he's just going over over board for for no reason. Like he, if you get fired, then you leave. That's it. You know, he, he has no, I don't think he has, he has any business saying anything that he's saying now, you know, about the president, right? He, he said that he, he, you know, he, he has so much respect for the office, so much respect for the, for the, uh, you know, for the presidency, and now he's saying all these things, and it's just, I think, I see a pattern here, you know, how he, he went over, you know, the rules, you know, to, to say the things that he said while well, 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 he was on the Clinton investigation and now with this book. And yeah, I, I just don't think that he's a good, uh, a, I would say he's not a good person to me. So he's just, mm-hmm. it's a thumbs down for his whole performance since the, since the, uh, back in 2016. I'm not, uh, that's, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not a fan. You're not a fan of James. No, Trump. I'm not a fan of him. No, at all. No. I mean, ha, I mean, not 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 then, not now either. Because it's, it's, I mean, of course, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of Trump, but like it's even, you know, he's creating more of a mess. Now, now, mm-hmm. n- right now, they're saying that, uh, of course, Trump is saying, but now they're looking into the way he released those memo, released that memo, because it's just one memo that he released. He wrote many, but he released one to the mm-hmm. press. So. Now, you know, he's just creating more of a mess, which can, you know, even hinder the, the investigation. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess, and, and this is the other things why probably Mueller, Mueller he, he, he put part of his investigation towards the um, district attorney of New York, I think, or the, so I think, so I guess Mueller is trying also to protect the investigation, so he's dividing the, you know, some parts of the investigation towards New York because Trump did a lot of business there. So that's what the co- the common raid was actually, I think, done through the New York, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, district attorney, I think, and or attorney, uh, yeah, district attorney. So uh, I, I don't think this guy Comey is doing any any favors to anybody. He's not doing, you know, I guess he just wants to make his money and that's it. I don't know. That's, uh, that's my thoughts on him. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a I hit more of a middle ground with Comey. Um, def- I definitely give him a thumbs down. Uh, just just you're right. I mean, he he openly admits that he has a huge ego. I mean, he he's six eight. So <laughs> how can you not have a big ego? But like, but no, he's a he's got a big ego, and he talks about it a lot that he wants to protect himself and his legacy, so it seems that a lot of what he's doing is um, self-serving, and he masks it yeah. as, uh, as something yeah. that's good for the country, and, and that, that I can't really get behind, but it's true that he probably should have disappeared, because he's just making matters worse by him releasing this, this memo, which I think that a lot of, uh, releasing this book, a lot, a lot of, um, I feel like a lot of the drama surrounding Donald Trump is I truly believe that Donald Trump is simply an entertainer. That's really all that he is. He's not, he's not a business... I mean, he built his business off of his brand, off of being an entertainer, but he's not really a businessman. He's borrowed a ton of money and just not paid people back. I mean, he's a crook. Mm-hmm. He, the guy's a con man. Mm-hmm. And he's an entertainer. So Donald Trump thrives on this back-and-forth battle 
and this drama. I mean, he, he loves it, and I think it's distracting us from important issues, and I think it's feeding into why the base likes him so much. Because I talk to a lot of, I mean, this is all anecdotal evidence, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I talk to a lot of people um, that are heavy Trump fans, and they, and they laugh about these things that they read about Donald Trump calling uh, Kim Jong-un little rocket man and all these other fights and da da, da and all the truth. They, they love it. They eat it up. They, they, they think it's fantastic um, because they like the entertainment. They like the reality show of it. Because it is entertaining. Donald Trump knows how to entertain people. That's how he got him. That's how he rose to prominence and that's how he stayed in the limelight. I mean, think about it. I mean, it, it's, it's incredibly difficult to become famous and it's even more difficult to stay famous. Donald Trump figured it out through drama and through uh, through um, just you know through through just saying outlandish things and, and trying to outdo himself. So having James Comey talk about these things, it's all self-serving in my eyes. Um, that's why I give him a give him a thumbs down. It's, I think he's bringing up this, and we're being distracted from the issues, which is Donald Trump isn't a great president. President, and when did you start pulling him away from? Where, where his um, where where he thrives, you know, where his bread and butter is, he doesn't stand up very well. He's not on solid ground. I mean, it's proven, and we can prove it that <clears throat> he's not a great president. I mean, we know that. But when you keep feeding into the into his mentality, into what he thrived at, <clears throat> he you know he he's able to continue with what got him elected. So now, why am I kind of in the middle ground? I don't know. When, when, when James Comey talks about what he did and the decisions that he made with releasing, you know, talking about that they were opening up their investigation in Hillary Clinton because they found more emails on, the, on Anthony Weiner's uh, computer, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel a little bit in me having a little bit of sympathy where he didn't know what to do. Um, where he's being genuine about it. Now, I don't know if he, this is all just thinking back in the past and trying to justify why he did what he did, um, just to make himself sound better. I don't know. But some of it makes sense to me, or some of it sounds like it makes sense to me. Um, even though Donald Trump, I mean, when Donald Trump was first elected, I mean, he was pra praising James Comey. Because, well, according to Nate Silver, James Comey had a, a huge effect on the, on the election. Um, and I, I don't know. I see that he was in a tough situation. He still says that if he knew now what he knew then, he would still do the same exact thing. So uh, you see, that, that, that's why I don't agree with you. I mean, it's it's uh, so he he says there that he was thinking that Hillary was going to win, and that he did everything because he wanted to protect the bureau's uh, integrity or whatever. Or yeah. So if Hillary would have won the election. Would she be tweeting about how unfair Comey was by releasing anything? Do you think she would have taken to Twitter and, and, and keep, you know, berating him or that he or he would still be, uh, uh, you know, he probably would still be the FBI director if Hillary Clinton will be, will be president? I think yeah. he would still be the, the bureau because Hillary would have taken the high road and said, you know what, you made a mistake, okay, but you can stay. You You have a, an excellent career, or whatever you can yeah. stay there. I'm not gonna. I'm not. What? Who, who was going to? Uh, who was going to? Um, you know, put the FBI down. The, the, the FBI down. If Hillary Clinton would have won. What? Uh, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, who uh, was the other guy? The other crazy guy on on, on radio. Oh, uh, Herman Cain. <laughs> yeah, or the other. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, are they supposed to be? You know, talking bad about the FBI. Who cares? You understand what I mean? Like, I, I, it's just all for him. It's all him. Not it has, mm. it has nothing to do with anything with the FBI. It has nothing to do with anything. You, you understand, right? My my thinking here, like, uh, if Hillary Clinton would have won, like that would have been it. There has nothing. would have been nothing else. Yeah. I, I think the Republicans would have pressured him to you you know investigate more, but or they have been they have been uh, you know uh, I don't know they would have. Also have a special counsel for for more emails, but he was he there was there was not going to be anything any problems with the FBI anymore. Like that's it. Nobody would have been mentioned his name anymore. 
I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see. I see your point. Um, I don't know. I still just. I don't know. For some reason, inside me, I just feel that he. Uh, he had. I don't know. A tough decision. There was no blueprints. He couldn't look back at anything. I mean, he, he mentioned that. So. You know, it, 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 it was tough. You know, he didn't want to look. See the bot. I mean, he, he he was dealing in a country that was that it still is, but it's incredibly divided. So if it came out that he was hiding some information, I mean, it would have, I think the right wing, I think Sean Hannity would have been dead. I think his head would have just exploded on, on national television, which I, you know, I guess some would argue that may not be the worst <laughs> in the world, you know, but just kidding. jokes, jokes, people. But, um, but you know, I, 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 see, I see why he struggled, and I can see why he, um, he, you know, he had to, he had to make a tough decision. He had to make a tough choice, and I wouldn't want to. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. So, I mean, this is. Yeah, but then he also he, he gives explanation why he didn't say anything about the Russian. The, why they, like they were also investigating Trump for the Russia thing. You know, like he said, oh no, but that was an active investigation. This, you know, we were just looking into stuff with Trump and uh, whatever. And, it's uh, why he didn't say anything about Trump either. If if that's uh, if that's the case, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, he probably should have been uh, more forthcoming, right? If yeah. you want to be forthcoming, then be forthcoming, not partially forthcoming. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, once again, he was operating that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. Um, does this, and that doesn't make sense to me that he was saying that he said that he was thinking that because, like I said, if she would have won, he would have been that he would still be director of the FBI. There would not be any problems, right? Except yeah, for you know, Republicans crying. Like, uh, yeah, if he's trying to operate and be someone that says that he's um, above, not above the, uh, you know, above the fray of of partisan <laughs> politics. And that he can, that he can, uh, you know, be unbiased and kind of like do what is right morally and ethically, what is right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you think that someone's gonna win, so then you do something because of that. Are you supposed to do it just because it's the right yeah. thing to do? And if that's the case, then yeah, you should have talked about the Russian, yeah. you know, about Trump and everything. If you're gonna be unbiased, if you're gonna do what's right, you shouldn't be like, well, I did this because I thought that she was gonna win. It's like, okay, so then you weren't. So then you didn't do it because you're just a very mm-hmm. ethical person. You did it because you thought this was gonna be a certain outcome, so you want to cover your own ass. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, man, I'm turning more and more on James Comey. This is why it's good to talk about <laughs> stuff. This is why this is why it's good to, yeah. to have this discussion and. Uh, See things in yeah. a different light to, to to think about things differently. Yeah, no, that's didn't really think about that. Think about it like that. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe thumbs down. And now I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, you know, he, he's going around doing interviews and um, yeah, promoting promoting his new book, and um, people are eating it up and everything. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It all seems incredibly self-serving. Definitely now. Definitely now. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing I do, the one thing I do agree with him is that uh, I'm not sure that uh, he, he he talks about in those in those interviews about like the impeachment for Trump. If he leaves, you know, if he oh, leaves yeah. the, uh, the president by impeachment, yeah, yeah I don't think that's a, that that is an easy way out. I I I rather him lose, you know. You know, be a, a one-term president, and then even now that he loses now the all the you know the power in the Senate and the and the House of Representatives in November, mm-hmm. I rather see him that I rather see that than than the impeachment. I think because like we said, like we talked, I mean, I don't think Pence is any better. No, as a, will be any better as a president. Pence is more uh, dangerous because he's more competent. Yeah, but um, yeah. more sly. I mean, Donald Trump is so transparent. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I I agree. I agree with that. I think that we need to get to the next election and um and whoop Trump. That's what I would yeah. like. Yeah, I would like to see him. Although he'll probably just say that it's all rigged and yeah, 
I mean, what, I don't, I don't know. He'll probably but the, imagine, imagine if if he says that, right? Imagine while well, he's running for for the second term and he says that everything is rigged. He's the government. Like what? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? that's true. But that, I mean, that'll be his excuse that it's a uh, a bunch yeah, of illegals yeah, voting. Yeah. Although yeah. you cannot be thrown into that bucket of illegal uh, voting yeah, anymore. Not anymore. No. <laughs> you never voted illegally, just for the record. Never no, I've never, I've never. <laughs> but you're going to be voting legally I'm... soon. So. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. They check for that, though. They check for all that, uh, you know, that you have voted. If you have voted, you know, while you were on a green card or anything like that. So. Mm. I'm clean. Oh, I'm clean. clean. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous <laughs> to think that there's such widespread voter fraud. I mean, you yeah, have pockets... Okay. Here and there, definitely not enough to swing in, to swing in an election. I mean, no, no, no. It's very little. But anyway, let's go on to the last topic for today, and we will be talking about North Korea. North Korea is recently in the news because it seems that there's maybe, possibly, a peace uh, agreement between North and South Korea. Um, the the potential new Secretary of State Mike Pompeo went over to um, to the Koreas to talk about the peace and kind of set things up for Trump's potential meeting with Kim Jong Un. So, what is your thoughts about everything going on? What, what do you give personally? <clears throat> I mean, we rail on Trump a lot, but. If Trump and his insanity, because I don't think it's his great deal negotiating, I think that mm-hmm. North Korea and South Korea is just like, dude, this guy's completely unhinged. If if he yeah. keeps like mocking Kim Jong Un, with Kim Jong Un, they don't really need to like if if they like shut down their nuclear test sites and their research and da da da, they have a nuclear weapon right now. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really need anything else. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. have. What, what they what they need. So, um, but you know, if Donald Trump is able to bring peace either through negotiating or because of his terrible personality, his terrible way of acting, then you know what? Any peace anywhere, anything that increases human dignity, is a is an is an A plus for me. It's a thumbs up if this goes through. Mm-hmm. Now, will this go through? Is another question, and that's where I'm going to kick it to you, <laughs> Sergio. Well, the the thing, well, was it on Friday? Like last week, there was some news that you know Kim Jong Un did. It is doing that. He's gonna, uh, I think, shut down some sites, nuclear sites, and then they're not gonna do any more missile tests because they want to focus on the economy, right? I think you know one thing there is like there's a lot of people, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that are suffering. Uh, you know, there's not. In, I mean, with all the sanctions and stuff, there probably is not enough food. There's not enough. Uh, I mean, fuel or you know things like that. So it doesn't matter how much power the you know Kim Jong Un has there. I mean, he still relies on people, and if the people don't have anything, then it's kind of you know what. What are you governing, right? What what's, what 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 type of country are you governing that your people are you know don't have. Uh, Basic needs, the basic, you know, the basic necessities. Mm-hmm. So I do think, like what you said, I do think that maybe North and South Korea are actually talking among them. They all already have like a direct line because they are, you know, they might be afraid of of, of the craziness from from Trump, and then, or they say, yeah, we can we can solve this among ourselves without involving the crazy guy. And yeah. maybe they already have something going on that they're just gonna bring Trump here just to, you know, make it known to the world that they are talking to the U.S. or something like that. But the other thing I think we have talked about, like you said, they already have the capabilities of nuclear weapons and stuff like that. So they can always shut everything down for a month, two months, a year. And then after they get their economy together, they can go back and do whatever they want. I mean, exactly. no. I mean, unless you go, unless uh-huh, unless you go forcefully into the country and destroy the, or or you see them destroy their, you know, the, any any kind of a facilities they have for nuclear, uh, uh, you know, nuclear armament or something. I don't think that it's. But like you said, yes, of course, it's all. If if we can avoid any type of war, any type of missiles being launched, that's the great thing. So. But yeah, but yeah, I, 
Mm-hmm. It's great for yeah. us and for the the people in North Korea and the countries surrounding North Korea, so, Japan, yeah. South Korea, China. Mm-hmm. I really think China probably talked to Kim Jong Un and. Uh, um, yeah, they also had Jong-un. talks. They also had talks. I think uh, yeah. either either Kim Jong went to China or the Chinese president went to uh, to Korea. But they already they also already had talks. Like. Trump is the the late of the game because there's no ambassador, there's no uh, you know, there's no ambassador over there in the peninsula in the Korean Peninsula to have any talks. You understand what I mean? Like he pulled because because the Rex Tillerson defunded the the State Department and they were firing people. That there's no you know there's no ambassador over there that nobody can talk to. Mm. So of course the U.S. is already late to negotiations. Like China already. Talks, you know. Of course, no, North and South Korea already talking. So, hmm. yeah, it's uh, they're just inviting the, you know, the crazy due to the party late, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think that South Korea um, and possibly even Japan thinks that they could negotiate with with uh, with Kim Jong Un themselves, and I think that that's a reason, and I think that's what probably should happen. Um, mm-hmm. Now, whether we start pulling troops out of South Korea is another story. Which we've had troops mm-hmm. there for 50 years, probably or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think well, yeah. Once again, anything without any guns being fired, without any missiles being launched, without any you know, um, <clears throat> without any loss of life, if we can reach peace that helps people, then that's what's important. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't care who's sitting in the Oval Office when that happens. Uh, now, yeah, I, and I don't, to be honest, I'm not even entirely sure that that Trump's going to even have the meeting. I mean, he's kind of already built up his, um, mm-hmm. his exit ramp, kind of being like, if it's mm-hmm. not a fruitful meeting, then I'm leaving. Then I'll respectfully leave, uh, you know. Um, so I don't, to be honest, I don't know. I, first of all, I don't know what not fruitful is to him. You know, yeah. that, that could be, I mean, that, is, that, that can mean different things to different people. So if he gets in there and if, I mean, if North Korea doesn't succumb to every single requirement that Trump has, is he just going to be like, all right, not fruitful, I'm leaving, instead of trying to negotiate and trying to, well, negotiate, I thought he's a master negotiator, um, trying to negotiate, trying to work with them to reach common ground. I, I don't know exactly what will happen. Um, and and it's, a li- it's a little bit concerning to me because if we look at the um, at previous times with DACA when he's like, I want this, 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 and then they had a bipartisan bill, just they put it in mm-hmm. front of him, no, 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 I need this, this, and this. You know, is he going to mm-hmm. tag on some more things? Which it seems that he's a president that nobody really has any idea what he's thinking, which is concerning, which is really allowing him to um, centralize all the power onto himself, which, he, which nobody else in his administration has any idea what's going on. I mean, we're not even going to talk about Nikki Haley and, and the sanctions that, you know, mm-hmm. um, she, you know, she was like, I, I, quite frankly, I don't get confused when, when they said that she was confused <laughs> yeah. about the sanctions. It's like, yeah. I don't get confused. It's like, you guys are confused, and Trump is constantly changing his mind. So when you have yeah. a president, which I guess works in his favor, but he needs to have people around him that actually know what's going on. I guess it's, you know, kind of this, um, you know, speak softly but carry a big stick. Trump can be like, mm-hmm. on the surface, seem like, indecisive and a wild man, but with, within a certain group of people, make sure that they know exactly what's going on so they can act accordingly. So other countries may see that he acts this way and may not then decide to engage with, in any agreements with him because they just know, oh, he's going to change his mind. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen in North Korea, but it seems as though he kept it vague enough, not fruitful, and and he gave himself an exit ramp so that he could take it if need be. Um, so we'll 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 have to see what happens there. Once again, I hope that I hope that it all works out. I tr- I truly honestly. I think do we like need it. to. What? 
No, I think that uh, I mean uh, the writers at uh, Fox News. They need to. Uh, <laughs> they should, uh, you know, come up with ideas. Uh, he will come up with ideas on how to solve uh, the North Korea issue, and maybe then he will have some kind of policy made. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, Fox and Friends. Get on Fox and Friends yeah. and, and start introducing ideas. And Trump, Trump. Then, then Trump will be able to. Then Trump will yeah. have an opinion. I mean. Yeah, you're right. I mean that that's a he's he's a fox fox and friends. That's that's his administration. That's his policies. I mean it's it's a wild time that we live in right now. And he um yeah, I hope that everything will work out. But I mean with the like the Iran nuclear deal that they had, Iran was apparently working. I mean they were following it. You know they were going to have international mm-hmm. people come and checking everything out. You know and like constantly doing investigations or doing um. You know, going in to look look through, um, uh, you know, look through to make sure that they were upholding their end of the deal. Um, but then you have Trump come in and decides to tear it all up. Which the only thing that that will do is just allow Iran, Iran to to just build up their nuclear arsenal. That's all that it will allow them to do. And mm-hmm. it will show that the that it doesn't matter. You it doesn't matter if you make a deal with the president. Or with the United States, with not only will the next president be able to come in and just tear it up, but the current president may decide within a few hours to do something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 you can't you can't govern from that uh, from that approach. Uh, I mean, maybe it's the Republican policy. I heard this week that the Republican policy is kind of like it's easier to tear down a barn than build it up. It's kind of idea mm-hmm. like, oh, we're just going to destroy the federal government. It's easier to do that, sure, but it's harder to make a functioning government work for yeah. people, work for the country. But all right, so that's going to do it for today. We haven't even touched upon like um, Sean Hannity. I mean, we haven't even <laughs> talked about him being the being the the third hidden client of Michael Cohen, quote unquote. I mean, apparently he just asked for some advice from Michael Cohen about some real estate. That's it. And maybe gave him a little bit of money for that. I I don't know what, I don't know what you'd call it. That's not, he's not a client. And I don't know what you'd call that relationship. And on top of that, Michael Cohen only really accepts the one type of, he he really only does one type of work. And that's to silence people that, powerful people have had affairs with. So, So, I don't know. I don't know. But um, anyway, we haven't even touched upon that, and it's a. But uh, we're we're out of time for today, and there's just a lot going on constantly. You can follow us on Twitter at political up and down. You can email us at political up and down at gmail.com. And if you have a minute of your time, please go on to Stitcher, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and give us a rating, preferably a good rating. We'd like good ratings, and it will help other people find our podcast. And until next time try and